Hello, everybody. Uh, before we get started today, it's imperative, as always, that you like, subscribe, and share the podcast. Whether, obviously, if you're listening to the intro, you're listening to this on Spotify. If you are listening to this on Spotify, there's a good chance that you are not listening to us on YouTube. We are live every Saturday at 3 um, on the Macaust Hours um, podcast YouTube channel. So, um, if you're not on that, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, please check that out. That helps us a lot. Um, we we are approaching 100 subscribers on YouTube. So um, once we hit that 100, we will be a tenth of the way there to getting monetized. So every follow, every view, every share fucking counts. Uh, it really does make an impact. So please keep doing that. Um, without further ado, I'm going to shut the fuck up. And we're going to start the episode. We are joined today with Seth and JC Leopold. Um, the entire entity, the full sequence of the House of Leopold Collective, not, well, company, collective, uh, their thing. Um, I felt really bad having Seth on and just calling it House of Leo. I felt like I, I left someone out. So I thought we'd, um, you know, bring her on and have some conversation. It was actually the first time that we've had um, a couple, let alone a married couple with kids on the episode. So I think that there was a little, you know, there was some interesting nuance to that as well. So I hope you guys all listen to the episode and here it is, motherfuckers. House of Leopold, the couple, um, Seth Leopold and his better half, JC. Thank you. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Great. Good. Good. Really good. Mm-hmm. Finally Saturday. Yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if if I didn't do the podcast, this would be my only day off, but it's not. So I work, I'm busy seven days a week. It's the opposite for me. It's, <laughs> it's the only day I work. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. For all of pretty much COVID, the only thing I do is uh, Saturday mornings, I DJ a workout class for mm-hmm. an hour. Yeah. And then to this, this is this is my job. Mm-hmm. So how how has that worked with COVID? Has there been any differences with that? Oh, like with DJ as whole, or just that class? Well, yeah, just like just how the class operates. Um, they limited capacity for a minute. People have dropped off sick here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, they they do so they did structure the workout program itself differently. Less like movement between sets, more consecutive at the same, and you have to wipe down after every set. Mm-hmm. I don't ever do the workout. So that part I don't. Have. I believe that's all the differences. <laughs> they do a good job. Everybody feels safe. I haven't heard anybody really getting sick there. But. And they wear masks when you walk in. Oh, okay. So, but not do- when you're breathing hard. Okay, that's because uh, they're they're in the same quarantine group by now. I think that they like, meet every week. The and, pod. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That's a good mm-hmm. point. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I've always. Uh, because I do a little bit of yoga here and there, okay. and I've always kind of like it, I wondered like if they did the mass, like that would kind of defeat the whole purpose of like trying to zen and chill right. out. You know, what I mean? <laughs> as you're like focus on the, f- the heat on your face. Yeah. 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 No matter what they say, it does affect how you breathe and glasses. I have yes. to take my glasses off. There's no ifs ands or buts about it. Nobody can tell me different. I've tried 30 different masks. <laughs> like they're gonna mm-hmm. fog your glasses, same, especially in Iowa same. winter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but, in the store I can deal with it, but like when you're in a conversation with people. And they all expect to wear the mask. Like, yeah, I, uh, I saw my parents uh, like a couple months ago, and they they are really uptight about the whole thing with COVID. They uh, they actually had like a plastic 
hug for like which the whole thing is oh like if goodness. you if you like listen to the science like that doesn't make any sense not at you all. know uh-huh. so it's there's like the, it's like the doctor masks that were really long during the last plague you know what i mean we, now we look at it like what the fuck are you thinking <laughs> In a hundred years from now, they're gonna be looking back and be like, "These idiots." Molly, pull that up. I don't even. I. I don't, I've never seen that. You know oh yeah, about? the death masks. The, the yeah. doctors wore long masks, and they that thought like birds weren't getting sick because of the way they inhaled. <laughs> so they designed their intake system to look like a beak. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, search like the plague. Plague um, doctors. There it is. Those black masks. Yeah, here you go. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll oh, you're thing. talking about like oh, way back. Okay, yeah. this was, I was during, this is the last plague I can think of. I did re- about the Black Plague, and where it, like shut it killed you know like thirty percent of humanity. That's when it shut down everything, and like we were just starting to hit the industrial age. We haven't we haven't responded in any way since that like this. Look up mm. a new COVID bird mask that looks like a cartoon <laughs> bird. <laughs> you ordered I, that. I ordered that, you and ordered I'm that. just waiting for it. It talks. It moves when you. It's not going to be on there. It's fed to our meat. Oh, yeah. False information. Yes, I ordered this. I ordered that. Yeah, I'll have to send you a picture. That's great. I'm going to get it. Yeah. They've had some interesting ones. Molly has one of The Shining. Nice. That's pretty cool. Um, I mean, and that's kind of my whole thing about everything with COVID is like, there's an entire economy that's been created around the mask. Mm-hmm. Do people really think that's just going to like go I, away? I like that a lot of it is local though. Like that mm-hmm. homies are making it. And like most of my masks now are like music artists and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I have more music artist masks than I have music artist t-shirts. That mm-hmm. part's cool. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's you know interesting. I, mean? I guess I never thought, of, I never thought of that aspect. I know a lot oh. of like people who shop at Target have Target masks. Like I see them everywhere. Don't get me wrong. But like in my yeah, world, that's, yeah. that's been a cool yeah accidental thing honestly all of my work went online and i i never ever wear a mask honestly like i i leave the house maybe like once a month and you know i wear a mask then but it's usually to like go to a plant store yeah yeah or you know but just like my one outing but otherwise i'm tied to my computer yeah things you have to do Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely don't, that's kind of the thing, like when you get criticism and flack for like COVID, but like, you still aren't like, like I, I, you know, I haven't like been out anywhere since March. Mm-hmm. Like really, I've been to the bar a few times, but I haven't been anywhere with more than 10 people. <laughs> you we, know, we, since last I, I have gathered every chance I get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have, great. I've, I have clinical depression and lack of human contact makes me mm, feel yes. almost like the deepest depths of depression. It's just like lack of like reflection you just don't get any like human contact there's, yeah. there's nothing to replace that there's not even other words you know what i, I mean? miss conversations with people and i'm not yeah i'm not personally yeah. scared of the virus i understand other people are and i respect their space like one time we had a meeting and you saw it was with the people and so we like scheduled out and like totally no no judgment totally understand that but like anytime i do find people i have jumped in yeah and, well yeah and our kids go to school you yep. know like we're being exposed if mm-hmm. you know on more. the 15th they go back full time mm-hmm. i did see that that kim reynolds put a put a mandate and that, I, that's one thing i actually agree with mm-hmm. and yeah even my mom's Education. a teacher she's a far liberal way left side teacher props to her but she and she, she fears covid and everything else but even she's like, I can't do all three worlds. I can't have somebody at home. I can't have somebody half time. And you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, we already asked too much of teachers. Teachers, I mean, we've all heard it. Don't get paid enough. They get paid, you know, minimal compared to what their like field is in other fields mm-hmm. or pay scales in other fields. So asking something like that, 
I've never seen my mom so stressed. She's taught for like 25 years. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so asking teachers to learn how to use the internet and, with, you know, yeah. with, all of this stuff. With programs, like, if me and you sat down to design a program to teach students in, I guarantee you we can design something better than Zoom. And I don't even have a computer science or user interface degree. Yeah, I like, yeah. It's just like, how are they teaching seven-year-olds? I, <laughs> like, I teach a Zoom, Zoom class, and I can't, I still can't figure out how to do both my face big in the spotlight and share my screen at the same time. You know, like, <laughs> And I've been on. doing it for a whole semester now, so. Yeah. My kids have figured out how to invite and start their own groups inside of Zoom. So he's been playing Fortnite, and they'll all get on their school computers and Zoom into each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're using it as, like, a VoIP while they play oh, together. That's good. Yeah, I fully support it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I think mm-hmm. it's awesome. Mm-hmm. They'll pl- yeah, they're playing house on Minecraft right now, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember back in high school, we would use the school computers to play RuneScape. You RuneScape. Know? You'd find like all these like really weird avenues to communicate because they tried to block that so much. We had to use VTunnel. This is what, what, what later high school was for us, and it was like a Russian proxy server that you then could type everything into like another web page, and mm. then we could play RuneScape. Yeah, high school. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. We went to high school together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. We went to that's school right. Together. He was friend zoned hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he did talk a little bit about that, but why, just for the sake of it, why don't you guys recount that whole? Uh, yeah, you tell about it. Uh, I'll start. Um, well, Seth and I were on the same um, club soccer team. Um, so we played, you know, soccer together for years and years. I was a reliable teammate and Seth, you know, um, Seth would help me out every once in a while, you know, and we were, we were friends that way. But then, um, once like middle school, high school started, um, Seth and I were both in band and he, I was the drum major of the high school band and he was my helper. Oh, that's tight. Yeah. I was in band, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's band awesome. is cool. Band yeah. is for cool kids. Yeah. For, yeah. Sure. <laughs> for Did, real. For real. Mm-hmm. Don't like pet oh, band, sure. but all other band I really like. I really like pet band, too. But mm, I, was I, a, yeah. I was a flutist. Also, I play so. guitar in pet band. Oh, nice. cool. Good for you. So you get to stand, like, on the sidelines. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Cool. And I would, like, I would do the crazy fucking shit and, like, dance around and, like, I dressed up. Yeah. I actually mm-hmm. performed at State um, at the Wells Fargo cool. um, when cool. they did that whole thing. So, yeah. It's, uh. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I got to drum major um, the marching band at all the marching band competitions. So, like, standing on the ladder in front of everybody directing or um, blowing the whistle when Mm, we did, like, mm. we marched at, like, the Pellet Tulip Parade and stuff. So, yeah, no, every once in a while still, like, I hear the whistle in my head. You know, so yeah. <laughs> still get the feeling of get the feeling of empowerment from doing something like that. Yeah, and everybody starts. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Seth was my helper then. Oh, um, tight, tight. And then I helped lead the rebels. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the normal defectees. Right. Yeah. I helped wrinkle it. In. Yeah. No. So then I would tell Seth what to do, and then they would get them them in line. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, then we kind of fell apart for a couple of years after mm-hmm. high school. Um, and then, you know, I went, I went to college, Seth went to college for a little bit, and then we both just ended up back in Des Moines, and he made a Facebook post that he was, you know, at Gray's Lake, and I was like, hey, I live by Gray's Lake, mm-hmm. and yeah. Broke up with my girlfriend, started hanging out with you <laughs> the next day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, important detail. Mm-hmm. Good shit, mm-hmm. good shit. Yeah, no. Damn. <laughs> But we, know we what were, you want. yeah, no, we were we were engaged within like three, three months. months. 
Wow. Pregnant wow. for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we got married God the next damn. August. So, like. I was, like, madly in love with her since I was, like, nine. And, like, my indexing two other girls was, like, based on, like, JC to me. You know what I mean? So when I got the opportunity, it was, like, I'm 24 and way cooler than I was when I was 16. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Molly, we're behind, man. We got to catch up. You just got to be crazy. Take your time. Take your fucking time. It's really hard work, and that's the thing I admire most about JC is going through the hard work with me now. I had a lot to admire, like, going into the marriage about her, but, like, more so even now, it's the hard work we put in to be here. It's fucking yes. hard to take time together, mm-hmm. period, no matter how you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, for me, seeing, like, the opposite of that, like, it not working out, like, is such an important thing to, like, and, you know, when you develop that relationship where you can both work to each other like that, that's a really... Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's, uh, what's like the saying with Nike? It's like, constant gotta... too, though. You know, like each person <clears throat> yeah. is constantly changing. So yes, the relationship exactly. is constantly and changing. And the good's exactly. easy. The good's fun and you mm-hmm. almost want to cling to it. It's the the bad or the hard. Mm-hmm. The hard that feels bad. It all gets like turned around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sometimes things can just be hard. They feel bad now because of that. That that working together and having to work through that while you feel different tensions. Mm-hmm. That's a whole mind fuckery of trust. Unreal. <laughs> mm-hmm. It really is. That's the only way. People you have to write... believe that the other person is, try- is trying really yes. hard. Yes. Yes. People yeah. who write relationships books at this point in my mind just like blow my mind. Like I've read hundreds of books, but relationship books, it's like, how can you trust yourself that you know that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, well, <laughs> have you been in a relationship? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. How long did it last? <laughs> like the first two chapters should be this motherfucker like talking about it. Like, you know, yeah. have something yeah. to base it off. Like, uh, uh, like, have you had. How you many know, times have you failed? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's start there. <laughs> like, do you actually have relationships, or do you yeah, like, that's yeah. are you, you just know? writing a book? That's about the thing is, when, yeah. you, when you think about marriage, and I, I see this in memes and shorthanded it all the time, but like people look at it as like a, a huge positive, and it is like having a partner mm-hmm. that you can go through life is. But the way we look at it is like like this like completing source. Yeah, it's like, like once you get there, it's that's like a goal. Uh, yeah. But like, it's what you do when you're at a certain stage in your life where the only way to continue growing is to have the mirror equal to you. Is to have mm. that person you respect and love equal to yourself and to like grow together. Otherwise, you're just trailing Otherwise, off yeah, by you yourself. You don't have a self to be there with. You're just going to beat the other person up with all of your inabilities. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, all the shit you haven't worked on yet will be taken out on the person you now love the most. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or people always say that like they'll they'll start a business once they're married, or they'll like you know do something once they like meet that person. And it's like no, just do that first. Like apply yourself mm. to like what you want to do, and that person will really like it the equal you know? equal that equal force will come in and it'll just that that's what will make sense because you created that new reality mm-hmm. hmm. so that's mm-hmm. a perfect segue into one of my first questions is you got you guys running house of leopold uh what what all goes into that and what was you know what what was that involved whole house of leopold yes um, yeah, the, the entirety. Mm-hmm, I felt bad mm-hmm. that we only had half of it last yeah, time. No. <laughs> well, and it, there's two different sides of it too. Yeah. you know, it's there's a lot of it's, sides. Yeah, there's it's multifaceted. I would like to start out by saying what we have come up with. What our idea was when we started was we never want to get pinned into a desk job or doing something forever in any any sort of way. We don't want to work for something that we don't believe in. As I don't want to give are not in something it, we to need somebody to put our else somewhere else. Mm-hmm, right, like We're, that. It hurts. It mm-hmm. hurts to give that way. We figured that out. So what we created was what we call a living brand. 
It's a brand that represents us as human beings to do literally whatever we want, right? Yeah. It's our umbrella. You have to have some structure for people, one, to believe in you, two, to give you money, right? That's like the part of the belief. And three, to like pay your taxes and like pay them back. Yeah. There has to be like a, a bank account to write the It's a legitimate out of. living. So, so what we designed it as is a living brand. So we do things like update our logos whenever the hell we feel like it. We can we could create products. We could take pictures. We could do videos. We could My throw side parties. projects, anything that I want to make or do. Yep. But we, we do specialize in a few things. There's stuff that we call ourselves a Jack and Jill of all trades, <laughs> right? I can do almost anything, especially digitally, like except mm-hmm. for fixing cars. I can do almost anything but fix right. cars. Anything but machinery. <laughs> <laughs> but between the two of us, we speak something probably like 12 to 15 languages. On the, oh, co- on on the, the computer. computer. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, okay. And, that's still, still, that's impressive. Right, yeah. Yeah. Damn. And we, we can do different parts of the internet, right? So mm-hmm. like she designs web space and she's a graphic designer, an amazing graphic designer at that. But she can design the logo, the brand, the identity. We can build it out and start developing like the products. I can do like the web page, all the metadata, all of the SEO. All I start of, getting like, the SEO. Mm-hmm. I start writing metadata and tying it into the social media blueprint. I start tying all the Databasing. social media profiles together. We can run databasing and an SEO. Uh, we can set up email servers. We yep. can like we can do literally whatever you need to do that happens on a computer besides making apps or programs. I would say. But Damn. in short of that, most of the people around us in our community haven't grown to the point where they need most of our resources. We mm-hmm. were starting to get tapped with these resources by people we don't want to give it to. So we made an adjustment. And that's where like all of a sudden she's like, you should be a DJ more. Because I was just DJing at my basement at that mm-hmm. point, right? Mm-hmm. And so we started focusing in on the EDM, hip-hop community, giving to people like that. And, and our then- hope is over time that we can use all of our good stuff to give to the people so they could be their own ninja, their own samurai. To, enable, own, to enable them in their other own strongest artists. way, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, because even just recently we were talking with a restaurant and when they when they prop us with what they want, our price should be twelve and a half, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. We drop down to five and people are still like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. But like, this, you're talking 100, 120 hours a week of, or mm. a week of work. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm mm-hmm. not even like joking. Mm-hmm. Like, she works herself that or like hard. Have, having a website versus not having a website where you can view your menu in a classy way mm. before yep. you go in they're losing money that way you know but like that's part of the price that you're paying is like having that type of impression it's just a, it's just a trade-off because our community all anybody we've ever met only owns one percent of the overall wealth around you know what i mean like yeah the, the yeah, same yeah. disproportion of wealth around us nobody has mm. enough money right now and that that we really feel mm-hmm. well yeah i mean it's like the concept of like a mom and pop store you know or like an independent mm-hmm. business so you're always going to get that better relationship and you know Usually, in my opinion, ultimately a better product. Mm-hmm. Yep. In all reality. The, the relationship and the experience. Mm-hmm. A lot, especially when it comes to like logo and brand, that's probably like the special, most special thing we could offer is in the development process like that. Like we've, we've structured it so it has levels, but in our highest level, the intimacy between the designer and the person getting the design and the amount of choices that you get to make along the way, by the time... I hold your hand through it. When I give you a logo or paste paper with two logos on it, you don't have any idea where that came from, and you innately just choose one of them. That just doesn't have like that sinking feeling. By the end of this process, I don't have to give you two. We give you the final product, and you just like know how it got there, and you can trust and believe in it so much. You know it like represents you. There was no other logo for you. Right. We worked worked through all the possibilities together. Mm -hmm. And that, that kind of intimacy, like having that belief in your product, belief in yourself, belief in your brand, that's like what mm-hmm. makes House of Leopold so powerful for us and what I'm called a living brand is because like 
it, I don't care what my logo does. I don't care if we make shirts and they never make shirts again. Like it's a belief in what we want to do. You know what I mean? Mm. It's a belief in like what we can do, and mm-hmm. that's like ho- what we hope to instill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. No, I, like I, I feel like I feel like my like superpower as a designer um, is is understanding people and like synthesizing like what I know about a person, what I know about their company, what I know about their goals, their competition, their what market. I know about their competition and like making like a single icon that represents that. And like, mm. you know, like people will say a lot of things like that they want their business to be bright and friendly and you know, what does that look like? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. like what color's happy? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So and I don't <laughs> like yellow. Context. You right. know? So so yeah, no, there's a lot of times it takes like understanding what somebody wants to feel when they look at it. Mm. And that's I think that's what design is, is you know, it's sending a message through, you know, lots of different mediums. But for me, logos are personal because I think that the logos that I make, people really fall in love with because it makes them feel good about themselves. Mm. You know, when they when they look at it, they're like, "That is me. Like that <laughs> is that is my goal. Like, th- there's no way that I can't believe in this." And it this. doesn't feel amateur. It doesn't. Yeah, feel like you're yeah, like Making yeah. the product before you make, because you know what I mean. Everybody does that. Like before I was snag, I had other DJs that was like, "I know someday I'm gonna be good, but this is like what I'm DJing as now." Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. If that other realm feels different, mm-hmm. evolve, approach it different, mm-hmm. yeah. And I believe we should just step into it. That that, what what's that called when you, you don't feel like you should be where you're at? The, imposter syndrome. Imposter uh, syndrome. Uh, Our generation uh, so when it feels like it's have, so easy that yeah. this you must be missing something. <laughs> this younger generation, our generation, is so gifted and has so much information and so much like potential that it almost feels fake. Like we can't. Like do it's it no like big deal. Else. Like what they're doing uh, must be special because it seems too easy. Yes, like the five-second fame kind right. of. Right. Yeah. But, I, but that's okay. not what's happening. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. have to start doing it. And people will be like, whoa, he's doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like that's, that's what it is. Yeah. It's yep. it's almost moment. becoming a requirement of society just in general. Mm-hmm. That's what it like, feels like. Yeah, exactly. But you can't yeah. name that many people doing it. There's not that many people that have like figured out how to put the boots on the ground. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. You know Everybody's I mean? trying and there's still a smaller percentage of people that actually succeed. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think I think it's part of what's shifting I, I believe we're switching to a more chaotic economic system where people start falling into their passion pits. And when pa- everybody's, I believe if everybody's working their passion and has their own select skills and you're like living in that like highest self form, when I need something, the person with those skill sets will crash into me. Or I'll know you and you'll be like, yo, this homie has it. Mm-hmm. And this like chaotic economic system, rather than like looking through the yellow pages for like who afforded to put their name there, mm-hmm. that chaotic economics I think will. That, that's what we need. That's what the, like us as a people need. That's where mm-hmm. like, the money can start generating from mm-hmm. and stuff. Goals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people have to believe in it from the start. You have to like understand what you're putting your energy into, and that's where like we. I never do anything for exposure. I never do anything for like just pure benefit. But like, if it puts into that system, we put so much energy into that understanding. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the way I believe people can start paddling a boat in a different direction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we're up against a waterfall in our lifetime, that we're going to go over a cliff. Things, This boat isn't designed to paddle efficiently enough to not go over this waterfall, no matter how hard we pump. I mm. think we have learned enough about life now that we can step out of this boat, build one that is more appropriate for the water stream, that fits us all, makes us all happy, and then we can start paddling easily together in the right way. <laughs> You know what I mean? That, that that seems easy to me. <laughs> it just takes it, like some some out loud words that we'll have to 
Like what we just did. For example, I think what we just did, I'm ranting, but that's maybe what this is for. No, I actually was about to bring that up. <laughs> the stock market, Yes, right? oh my mm-hmm. God, that shit was insane. So I'm not <laughs> going to go into what happened. You can do your own research. But what, what I was saying to JC, what like really blew my mind, and like gave me hope and like where like the God part of me is, right? We, <laughs> for the first time ever, came together as like, our generation, us as nerds, us as like who understands what's like happening the in this weird matrixy lurkers. way. Mm-hmm. And we, for the first time, made money from them and gave them the fuck you at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and we communicated efficiently and we held lines and we did things with appropriate information. They started filled fucking with us and giving us disinformation they started locking us out and we overcame there all are so of that. many smart people we on reddit disinformation yeah. there was no middle-aged men to start ranting on to us that <laughs> broke anything we did it mm-hmm. and like that blows my mind if we could do that in other areas we can break all of this like that's that in my that's mind the that's, symbol- like a, that's the symbolic that, that's the symbolic that's like happened. how powerful mm-hmm. that is i think we could take piece by piece and like there's such common sense that if we like said something everybody's like yeah there's a way to like hold it and make that happen. You know what I mean? We've we for the first time did something like that without yeah. without being promised in we the political people. land for 50 years. Right. You know what I there mean? was no lobbyists involved. No, no riots. No political pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did it amongst ourselves because we decided we want to. We saw the opportunity. and We took it away from them. Mm-hmm. Who's been opportunity off of us for the last 50 yeah, they're 50 call- years? They're calling it yeah. the playground for billionaires right now. <clears throat> the stock market, and then there's lots and I, more. I think this will evolve past. This will evolve past redditors making thirteen point one billion dollars. I think this will evolve into other social ne- economical effects. Mm. I believe at certain I hope points, so. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We could start swaying things like where city money goes, what happens with our tax dollars, what, how much mm. money do these get? Like, mm-hmm. we, you don't even need to vote at that point. They're not representing you. If we can find pinch points, places does. where they're like, oh my god, we need this. Like, let's say all of a sudden nobody pays ta- nobody pays their tickets for three months. <laughs> what are the police gonna do? Just an idea. They're, but that's like 30% of the budget. Well, they're, they're literally yeah. giving us tickets. They have ticket quotas to make sure that they get paid. That's where their money's mm. coming from. Yeah. So I'm just saying we find, like, I'm not, maybe not the best idea, but that's why we have a community mm-hmm. like Reddit who can find these like pitch yeah. points and help us like solve problems by like not politically doing things. Right. And if mm. the, if the, yeah. if the internet is supposed to be, you know, spreading information and, you know, allowing lots more people to connect, then, you know, there are smart people out there that, that understand how to fix bad things or how to fix problems or see or even you the know, people working there gamma you ask, squeezes or ask a cop who quit because of his insides hurt too bad ask him why you know what i mean like he has real insight he, he was a person who tried to do this and realized it wasn't what he identified as who is that i'm just saying any cop there's tons oh, of cops oh, who do that. they're all over the internet but you can do that yeah. do that to a teacher do it to mm-hmm. a teacher who after 20 years is burnt out who could have taught for 50 years mm-hmm. ask her what burnt her out mm-hmm you know what I mean? Like, those are the real problems. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Uh, that, I felt like that was a move that was, like, a real message. Because I think, like, I think you can make criticisms about the riots and the protests that happened mm-hmm. over this year. Um, both sides. Uh, you know, yeah, both sides, obviously. Um, uh, obviously on the Capitol, especially. Um, but, you know, I think this was, like, a move that, like you said, like, it was non-biased and it was, like, really a move. It was a big fuck you to, like, the system as a whole. It didn't matter. Like, you know, yeah. That, yeah, that it was an every, it was a, The ironic part is that the app that, you know, was, is being targeted or whatever, it's called Robin Hood, who stole money and I did he hear stole that, money from the rich to give to the poor, basically. I did hear that, that, that whole thing where they couldn't, 
what was it? Uh, well, it was owned by the hedge fund that was going down. Yeah, so but they wouldn't allow people to sell GameStop. They would stock. allow them to sell, but they wouldn't let them buy. Which would allow them uh, to buy back because the prices would go down. Right. So, do you know what happened? Do you understand? Yeah. Uh, the, the short sale. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people invested in GameStop did a short sale. A lot of people got rich really quick. I did hear there was a significant well, amount of people. A hedge who, fund did the. So, where the in my mind, where the legality came from is the first practice. It is legal. When a stock's going down, right, and it's now worth, let's say, $10 a stock, and mm-hmm. you have 10 of them, so that means it's worth $100. We're just going to make math easy, and you have all of them. That's not how it really works. It's a lot, lot more spread out, a <laughs> lot bigger numbers. Yeah. You have 10 of them, they're worth $10 a piece, $100. I'm going to short sell these off you. I'm going to take them. I'm going to sell them for you, basically, without your permission. I'm going to sell them, and then I hope they drop in price. I'm going to buy them back. So let's go to $70. I'm going to buy them back at 70 and give you 10 back, and I made $30 in that short sale. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's okay. what they do. Even that's really risky. Like, right. Holy that's shit, shady. you can do that? Yeah. What they did, they took 120% over. So from you, you had 10 stocks. I took 12. I sold all 12. In the process of selling all 12, the, Reddit the noticed, price. and everybody bought on and mm. shot the price up way, way, yeah, way high. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Now I owe you 10 stocks, but I have to buy 12. I'm still negative two. Those don't even freaking exist. I, I just went bankrupt. <laughs> I'm going under. Okay. Now okay. you're out. Sucks. And I can't pay everybody that just bought what money I put into the system. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not even only like you're with your pants down, inside out, upside down. And so There's Ro- like three wrongs <laughs> happening at the same time because you like oversold a short sale by 120 percent. Mm-hmm. I know. I <laughs> and then a, they tried I'm to read it for the problem. Right. It's like that doesn't even make sense. Right. It's like it's I know that basic they, math. That right. doesn't make sense. Right. When they say that you know betting on Wall Street is risky, that's what they're talking about. Is that that can happen? Yeah. But even yeah. in Vegas, you can't bet 120 percent of what you have on the table. I mm-hmm. can't go to blackjack and be like, I have 10 chips. I'm gonna put 12 down. <laughs> like, Pretend there's two more. <laughs> you want those extra two? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, who did? Who gets to yeah. do that? That's that blows my mind. Mm-hmm. It's like the Wall Street movie. You know, it's like Fugazi, it's Fugazi. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think we're just we're in late stage capitalism. So I think things like this mm. are just gonna become more and more obvious. I think it, yeah. it, we're it's just it's so flamboyant at this point and so so lineage that people are doing such like once they're in their job for forty years, where they're at in the mindset to like what we're experiencing is what we think is our reality is. There's there's some, such a difference. There's a difference, and like the idea that these like, I would say I'm one of the older ones, but anybody younger than me, the idea that they have about what the world is compared to what the adults or people running the world think the world it's is totally different. But it's totally different. It's like talking to two different kinds of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. nuts. And there there's very few people who can understand both in between. It's gonna be yeah. radical. It's really years. hard to get along with anybody that's older than me at this point. <laughs> See, I felt fortunate enough that I was raised in a small town where, like, I we had were to raised sit in the same town. But I, just, I sat next to like Lawrence, who was like rude to his dog. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I like did mm. learn old man talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it never stuck on me, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. I, I am more. I'm, I'm very accustomed. polite in a '90s mm. type of way. You know, I, I take see, my I shoes see. off, etc. <laughs> you know that. Not your hat, though. No, no. old ladies <laughs> still don't like me. So. <laughs> oh shit! <clears throat> um, yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> Fuck! I don't know. Like there, there, uh, there's kind of something about like the younger generations 
that I just like can't really get along with though. Like the techie, like always on their phone. Like I have, I've made like some friends over the podcast who are younger and like, even like some of the, like them, like there's, I don't know. There's a point, there was a point in my life where like I exclusively hung out with people who are like 10, 15 years older than me. <laughs> just cause, yes, like, for sure. I was sick of like just hanging around like that whole thing, you know, people being entitled, like having an opinion and like having to, ah, you know, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know. So, I, I to your point of like, <laughs> you can't hang out with anybody older. Like, I, I don't know. In a weird way, it's I don't know. It, I mean, at the end of the day, it's really about just who you hang out with, right? Like yeah, def- with. definitely types of people. For sure. We just hang out together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and that you know, and that's the good thing about being a couple is you don't really need to, well, like necessarily worry about the whole like having all these different friends. You can just be there for each other, right? You know? Well, I honestly, so one thing that I do really like about my life is that um, I I have taught at DMAC for the last four years. So every, you know, three months is a different, like, 60 people that I know. Mm. And so, like, I'm constantly getting to, like, meet different, like, types of creative people. Um, oh, that's tight. Who are at, like, different, like, <clears throat> points in their life or stages. Um, you know, just a lot of really, like... I I talk to a lot of people, but I don't like see a lot of people, you know. So I'm mm. like chained to my computer at least, you know, twelve at least twelve hours a week on camera. Yeah. So yeah. like you know, it's still interacting with people, um, but just in a different type of like authoritative way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. it is a really weird environment. I think people are still getting used to it, and there's. Um, there's still a lot of kinks in the system. Mm-hmm. Like with all technology we've experienced in the last 10 years, it's all moving really fast mm-hmm. and we're not really grasping, you know, what it does. Yeah. And the wrong people are making the wrong choices. <clears throat> yes. I feel, yes. I feel like we need so many younger people, even like 35 to 25, 35 to 40 in that generation in such more prominent places. Yes, places in make, government. Yeah, or yeah. making like, like the next tech development choices. Like they don't mm. have to design the whole product or be in charge or anything, but like, obviously we're not influencing enough i really feel that way because like the 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 like i said like even like zoom like the user interface is not savvy i feel like you had a couple 25 year olds in on that it'd be like done you know what i mean i'm on my i'm on my third streaming platform the first semester i used um twitch Twitch. the second semester Mm. i used blackboard collaborate then this semester i'm using zoom people just keep you know changing their minds it's hard to keep up with um, you know, it's a lot different teaching a class online when you like can't just like hold something up and be like or draw something on the whiteboard, yeah, you know, or yeah. walk around and look over people's shoulders at their work. You know what I mean? Like I can see your face going at me for two hours, but you know that's not, you know, it's just not, it's not the same. I bet you by summertime, Corona's. I mean, just even like the flu season will be done. The sun kills viruses. We'll you see. know what I mean? Yeah. They're opening up schools. They're opening up government buildings. <laughs> Molly, uh, the the medical. Uh, what what's the? I think you've told me this. What's the consensus on? Does sun kill viruses? <laughs> does what? The sun kill viruses. UVA, UVA and B break our atmosphere and kill viruses. Yeah. 
Again, okay. UV, I thought you had said UVC something. UVC can kill it almost instantaneous, but our atmosphere blocks most UVC. But like a hospital will have these little bulbs that emit UVC, and it will kill every living cell almost instantaneous. We have one of those. Yep, it'll cause cancer inside you. Yeah. But UVA and UVB are the lower ends of the UV spectrum, and both those break our atmosphere. It's UVB that will give you skin cancer, the higher end of it. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, sun, sun decimates viruses. There's no... Damn. And it can even be in shade. The sun is so powerful that it will break through any light. Like, if you can see leaves moving and there's still a shadow, that means there's, like, light energy there. <laughs> God damn. That's, I've uh, been that's into hydroponics and learning, learning about light science. Light, light and water science are mind-boggling how they, like, fundamentally work. I can't believe, like... Like, I wish I would have explained it in high school science. That would have actually been fun. <laughs> Water dynamics and stuff. Or how plants grow. So I have, like, different, like, tubing systems where I had to be higher than the other to make sure it feeds down and stuff like that. And, like, when I first built it, I had things flooding all the time. And I was like, what the hell is happening? It's because I didn't understand water dynamics. Mm-hmm. Live and learn. Mm-hmm. Flooded basement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love your fucking plant grower thing that you have down there. Uh, yeah, the hydroponics. Yeah, have you? I don't, have you explained it on the show before? I don't think so. Well, why don't you tell people what that is? Because I was fascinated the last time I saw yeah. that fucking thing. Uh, so I have a modified uh, flood ebb and ebb and flow flood system, mm-hmm. and so what I have on the, I have a big four by four black tent with like some like reflective insides. I got a beautiful LED <laughs> light on top. It's flat, and it gives off uh, basically sunlight. It's not near as bright. The sun's so freaking powerful. But it's a very nice one. Um, covers the whole tent. And then inside the tent, I got a 60-gallon big old tank of water that's flat um, and that I change every couple weeks. But that holds all the nutrients. I pour a couple mixtures in there with the water, mix it up, mm. and keep it mixed with the bubblers inside of it. And then on top of that, I have a flood tray. So it's a tray with like an 8-inch limp. Lip. And I hold different types of plants inside of – I use fabric pots. And I use clay aggregates, so it's like a clay pebble. Lika. Lika. And then I put the plant inside of that, and every 12 hours it floods up to the top level and then floods back down. And the food, water, nutrients adhere to inside the lika, and the roots will eventually, they create almost like a sponge-like thing holding all the lika. So like the entire thing becomes this giant sponge, and they just pull all the source out of that. And then, yeah. And then I also have an NFT system attached to it, which is a tube that I run that liquid through when it's not being flooded. And I have mm. strawberries sitting in a whole bunch of holes where it looks like a rain gutter. And then their roots just drag without water dragging. And they're actually not feeding from the water. The water leaves sediment on the bottom. And that's why it's called an NFT is a filtration technique. And the roots will mat themselves to the bottom and pull that nutrients off. But then I get strawberries all the time. And yeah, that's so that, what's that to grow is uh, fruits. I have a fruit tent. I started with vegetables, mm-hmm. but it's really boring getting like 200 peas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. And he grew some, he did grow some, some shit like canola. Just, and uh, just like uh, some uh. weird, just like, yeah, you, it's here. What are you going to do But with I was it? learning. But then I turned into, the more exotic the fruit, the more I like it. Like, and I have like normal things like strawberries. I have, I have three pineapples growing. I have ever-bearing blueberries. I have ever-bearing raspberries. I got cherries that taste like peaches. I got a plant that produces fruit that they're considered obnoxiously sweet. They're a mix of cotton candy and uh, buttered popcorn. Which sounds disgusting. We haven't gotten one yet. They're like ultra rare. As soon as you pick them within like five minutes, you can't package it. It's called a strawberry tree. You can't package it because they rot so fast. So they're like ultra rare. You have to like eat them. 
and it's the same. I have another one that's a Pakistani mulberry. It looks like a poop berry. The only it's thing like a I, mulberry that's like this long. It like looks like a poop. The only spot I ever saw them sold was one spot, <laughs> and it's per order, and they're fourteen hundred dollars a berry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have one growing, and so I, and what I'm these things can get like twenty feet tall. But what I'll do, um, bonsai. Everybody's heard of a bonsai tree. Yeah. And that just means yeah. you literally just trim it the way you want it. So yeah. I'll let it grow, 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 and now it's too tall, and I'll just trim it back like a bush. And so I'll bonsai these trees, and I'm going to make them into, like, squares. And so every one will take about a foot by foot by about four foot tall. And then there's four Someday. berries in there that every day I can go in and clean out. Yeah, He's got big plans. Yeah. Well, I had – it was going really well, and then I got one new plant, and it had uh, – Spider mites. Spider mites. Mm. Spider mites from the devil. Sp- yeah, I super mites. I tried three different types of chemicals. I tried every mixture of, like – we coated our stuff. basement in, de- in diatomaceous earth, just like everything. I, I ended up, this last step was I repotted everything, got all new pots, all new rocks, cleaned everything with bleach. We got new pets. And then I bought 3,000 ladybugs. <laughs> 3,000 live ladybugs in a package. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and then so what I did is I built the ladybugs a little home so that way they could survive for a few weeks. I needed like two or three reproduction cycles out of them. And I cut them open, shook them open, and then they went all over my stuff. And they've eaten all of and, the bugs. Yeah. Three weeks is next Tuesday, and I'll open it back up, and I'll vacuum. So there's so many of them that they ate all the bugs, so they ran out of food. So everybody's going to die. And once everybody dies, I'll go in and clean it all out. Only, only like three have made it upstairs to my office. Damn. I, yeah. yeah. No, which is great. It's so fun. once it's sealed, no <laughs> bugs should get in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have this uh, sorry not to derail but no. I have this vivid memory uh, I went to this like really shitty private Catholic school when I was a kid me too and, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I remember going into the building and there was a time where there was just like 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 you described like 300 ladybugs just like crawling around this window and I thought it was the most disgusting thing like the- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they would like be around the building all the time and yeah, everything like oh. these ones are cute they stay away from each other the only time they cute. touch is when they're like making babies yeah there are, there are a lot like, of them like, fucking in there scoop around. <laughs> the whole like, the whole stem will, the whole stem yeah. will sway a little bit yeah. joke yeah. Hard, yeah. No, there bugs. there was there was one one pair that the whole we, like stem was. I have this little like one foot by one foot <laughs> clear glass that you can see through. So we're both like peering our heads and watching ladybugs have sex for a half hour. <laughs> Let's have five on that. Yeah, we're COVID. Yeah, we're bored sometimes for sure. <laughs> Damn, that's <laughs> better than TV. Let me tell you. It's better than cable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think we should uh, take a really quick break. Cool. Hydrate, use the restroom, all that. At least that's me. Intermission. I, like I was talking about before you guys showed up, I always get the nervous bladder on this fucking <laughs> cool. podcast. I'm so. almost through both ranks. It happens every time I DJ. I try going right before I DJ, but then like halfway through my set, it's like, dang. Every time. <laughs> every time. I just think it has extra energy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right mm-hmm. we'll be right back brb damn all right well we're live <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> that's funny all right well well uh, we have it pulled up uh what's what's the magazine tattoo or, inked or, magazine ink. it, oh, oh inked magazine cover girl 2021 contest damn. me interesting it's me so uh so 
what how long like is this a recent thing for you doing this or you've been doing this for a while or oh so the contest just started on january 28th is that right Yep. What's the, no, no today is like the 20th, January 15th. They do it every year. This is their first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the first time I ever saw it was like 10 years ago. It's been mm. like an ongoing, like yearly thing. Um, last year, there was like a big hullabaloo online about it. when And I like started seeing it pop up everywhere. And I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> and so I went to the website and it was like one day after the whole contest had started. And so I still applied. Um, it, but obviously I was too late. Mm-hmm. So this year I didn't, like, I didn't, you know, apply this year, but I got an email, um, right around New Year's that said that I was in, that I was mm. hand selected. Oh, yeah. wow. Tight. So, so yeah, no, it's been, a uh, uh, Seth and I talked about it and, you know, I, I felt like there might actually be a chance that I could win and, mm. So, you know, I didn't want to tell myself, no, JC, you're not going to win. So we just decided to go for it hard. So And there's pieces that I wanted, like the photos. Mm-hmm. She's my favorite photographer, especially for, like, that style. Mm-hmm. And I've always been jealous that other people have ever got her attention or her, her imagery. Mm-hmm. And so to have JC have a whole bunch of it, it's like, oh, I can't wait to get posters printed of it and stuff. But, cool. And when she wins, mm-hmm. it's also $25,000. She gets on the cover for a month. And then I think they do like stops and stuff and like do like production or like mobile boost. And she'll get to come out for some of those and things. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It would be like the laser rock girl, but like way National. bigger. Yeah. Yep. Damn. Yeah. That'd be cool. It would, yeah. It would just be cool. It would be, oh, okay. you so know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Click some of the top ones where she's like laying on the speakers. Like we had our friend Jeremy. Shout out Jeremy, Lost Horizon Productions. Brought mm-hmm. out some of his functions. Like, those are like 90 to $120,000 speakers. Mm-hmm. They're just beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, JC. yeah. Oh, love mm-hmm. that photo. Yeah. No, just, just good pictures to have for our life in general. And mm-hmm. it was, yeah. you know, a lifestyle themed shoot at our mm. house you know so these <laughs> are well it is you know like and i feel lucky that this is my lifestyle you know what i mean like these my house plants and my friend's speakers and our vinyl collection definitely you know represent me and yeah. you know like okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna take the, the spot for, spot for a minute but <laughs> i you know i'm a person that um, I feel like a lot of people aren't intimidated by my appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to interact with some people. They decide that they don't like me or they do like me. Um, but so, you know, I base my personality on what's inside. And I have for a long time. And so um, taking pictures of myself and focusing on my appearance and um you know, showing myself in this way, mm. you know, to people, you know, I've been, I've been married for eight years, you know what I mean? So like, this is totally out of my, you know, normal scope of, of, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I did, I did. <laughs> she needs space to be herself. Mm-hmm. I'm happy she did. Mm-hmm. I got photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I'm doing finger guns in some of the bottom pictures too. Like I wanted to be myself in these pictures yeah, yeah. and like that, not yeah. like be a fake JC. You know what I mean? Like this is this is what I look like to this people. This is real half naked JC. Right. Yeah. This is really my butt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I know, right? <laughs> well, uh, well, that no, I mean, I, at least you guys are like you know open about you know that dynamic and you well, know, you I, I think I did it in a respectful way, and yeah, I think yeah. that people respect me, and you know, I'm I'm uh, an art ally. You know, like these are very tastefully done, and you know, and we're not doing this every year. We don't want to build social networks to win. I've seen people post like this. Their, no, no offense, but like fourth, fifth year, like JC just wants to do this. This mm-hmm. is like a check off the bucket list for her. So we put our mm. full effort in to make sure it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm here for it. I, I felt like, you know, I'm a person in a place where, um, I'm in contact with a lot of people, you know, as um, Jacob Coster said, you know, if Festy mom has ever given you jello at a show, you know, that's, you know, all those people, you know, are out there that are voting for me. So that feels, you know, that feels good. I've been in first place almost the whole time. So. Damn. Oh, so, okay. Mm-hmm. So you can see where you're at. So there's like, there's seven rounds. Okay. Okay. Um, so the oh, first, wow. yeah, the first round is already over and I was in first place when that round was over, but that's top 15. And so there are 30 girls in a group. And I don't know how many groups there are, so disclaimer. Um, but the groups aren't reorganized. So okay. um, there were 30 girls to start with, and the first round was top 15. Okay, so this is now the second round, and it's top 10. And I've been in first and second place, back and forth. I think, I think Ashley went spent a little money um, at the beginning of this round. So, um, but yeah, back in first and this round is only six days long. So there's five days left. Um, and then it'll be top five in your group. So I think it should be good for quarterfinals as long as everybody keeps voting every day. And if you need more incentive to vote, one of the things we do plan on doing is opening up a venue, Mm. a music creative space, Semi to what the House Ooh. of Leopold was before, with more space in the stage. Yeah. Ooh, so opened up. Okay. All so really that we can make money the with the space, also. Love of creativity. Ooh, I see. But not. I don't want. We're not focused. When we we're not focused on like capitalistic trade. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, we just need enough money to start our dream up again, and mm-hmm. we can we can keep it going. You know. But it's, yeah. It's really crossing that hump of being able to like pay to get it to the level that we would want it to be so, yeah. so let's just enabling space. yeah <laughs> enabling that well you know i have a tiny office at my house and i would love to you know teach other classes or do tu- tutorials or sell plants grow plants um have shows you know seth teaches djing to people mm. um cool you know. i didn't yeah. know that yeah wow. just doing all of having a place to do all I'm of our stuff. I'm making music now. Mm-hmm. This is the first place I've announced that. Wow. I remember you were so hard set on not not making music. You've changed. That's that's a that's He got a new hear. toy. He got a new toy. <laughs> well, I got the new toy because of the inside changed. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, like, so JC works way too fucking hard. And I work hard, but not hard enough. And then she takes all this time inside of creativity. And with COVID and not all this shit moving around us, it was obvious that I didn't have, like, Something that was like expressive enough for me not to be to like to feel I was like letting out. You know what I mean? Like he DJing needed an works outlet. when it's moving, but it's it's more than DJ. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, so I decided to make this. I bought a push two. Mm, okay, I've heard of that. Oh, yeah. they're freaking amazing. It's unreal. Why don't you pull it out, Molly? Push two, just so I. So you can see a it's, picture. It's yeah, different, yeah, it's different yeah. than a mini controller. It's all of Ableton inside of it. Everything you do in Ableton, mm. you're supposed to be able to do in this. 
And okay. even when you go to Ableton's website now and you like go to their live uh, section. Oh, okay. Like, so it's the pad. It's 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 the pad, but it's the 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 top part of it is all of your options, your menus. It's crazy. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. When you go to when yeah. you go to Ableton now, they're like, you can learn here, but we recommend you go look at a push too. Like that's like how notable product this is even to Ableton. Wow. I need what? to upgrade. <laughs> I still I have like some like tiny outgrade. Like I try to go online and find a tutorial. I can't even find tutorials. Like it's just like a you know it's yep. so like we were just talking about like technology just moves. This is the other direction. Mm-hmm. It's so new. It's a couple years old, but it's so new and it has so much that nobody's like comprehended how to teach it. So there's very mm-hmm. few lessons. I found two lesson sets for the whole thing. Damn. And like both of them are like robust, like almost school like because it's, it is. That is Ableton. That product does all everything you could, like even down to like the individual notes and adding on chain effects afterwards and stuff. It's on unreal. And then yeah, so I've been messing around with that and trying to make tunes. I don't even know where that came out from. I just finished my portfolio website. Good. Mm-hmm. I've been working on that for a long time. Check out House of Leopold. Mm-hmm. House of Leopold.com. Aldo, my son, is about to start a YouTube streaming channel. Oh, tight. That's Always awesome. Aldo. Always Aldo. Mm-hmm. He'll be on the kids' YouTube. Mm-hmm. We're working on that. Yeah, we made our first video today. We'll be editing it tonight. Mm-hmm. He'll be doing all the edits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. That's cool. Yeah, That's it's tight. been a... We, you know, as technological people, we haven't really done a lot to limit our kids' screen time, but we try to keep it in the perspective of, like... How do I make this? What type of like what type of angles is that person using? How do that? How are they introing their videos? You know, like so using it in a constructive way and mm-hmm. trying to get him to learn, you know, processes from watching videos. So, so yeah, no, we're he's gonna start doing his own live streams with games and stuff. We just got him all of the, mm-hmm. yeah, just got him all of the got stuff to do that. So what does he play again? Did you say Fortnite, Minecraft. Just, okay. Rocket po- League. Rocket League, Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Damn. I, I uh, haven't, I've not gone into either Fortnite or Minecraft. I, it's where the kids are at. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, out, we were just talking about this and he was even saying, I'm in a unique area because like nobody has it on Switch. And I was like, you're right. And, like he's going to be streaming from his Switch rather than oh. everybody else's PC for the most part. Mm-hmm. Huh, and so he's gonna be streaming his switch and he's a kid playing like those like really popular games not like a middle-aged kid you know what i mean like he's yeah. he's, young. he's seven yeah. eight yeah he's eight and he's in his he's bedroom eight. like his, we're using his whole bedroom and his lego collection as his backdrop so it just looks like a little <laughs> eight-year-old playing video games you know what i mean like and he is smart unique. and he is a boy and so like he does but he does like cute kid boy thing he kicks ass at Fortnite. he whoops mm-hmm. my butt yeah no he i stay can... up at night sometimes playing so i can get better the next day so he doesn't whoop my butt two days in a row <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen that so anybody take home so many victory royales and he'll do like things like he'll go he'll lock it out so his teams are locked out so it's only him and he'll go 1v3 he'll go in where everybody else has three teams three person teams or four person teams and he'll go in and he'll annihilate tighter squads and he'll come in like second or third place and it's like what are you doing kid <laughs> he's on this like janky ass like second like off brand GameStop controller for a Nintendo Switch and these kids are probably on computers for the most part yeah yeah, yeah god damn I know <laughs> I'm excited to stream it I'm proud of him for that that's the thing like um I see like all the newer games like uh like the Doom and like that shit like there's I don't know like I feel like for 
even people our age like it's just going so fast like i couldn't even like comprehend playing a game like that with all the different mechanics and all the graphics and everything for me fortnite where they get me is they also can build stuff so all of a sudden they're mm. shooting at somebody all of a sudden there's a castle around them and then they're jumping on like floating platforms above your head like that part makes me mad because i can't figure out how to do it myself <laughs> it's not yeah. like it's a common gunfight <laughs> but that even that sounds like so much you know it is, like it I'm is. just straight on you and know simple so shooter good, like Put up three walls and then put a window through all of them. And he'll jump in between two of them and start shooting. And I'm like, how did you learn to do that? <laughs> like, what the hell? How many hours are you spending doing this? Yeah. Are you playing when I'm sleeping? Could <laughs> 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 be. No. It's just every, every generation clicks in a faster and faster way. You know what I yeah. mean? I, I feel it between older generations and younger generations like we are just talking about. These kids are incredulous. <laughs> hacking teams to be able to voip with each other yeah yeah mm-hmm. well what do you guys think of the switch do you like do you like playing on Love that it. are you really the pokemon games are so freaking cool <laughs> <laughs> and the the ability to switch controls and your hand gets tired or have different modes or when you're in a blanket and you can put it up just the joy cons <laughs> love it love everything about it i wish it had a little higher resolution like i wish mm-hmm. it looked a little more real at times but right now i'm playing pokemon sword and it might beat pokemon yellow and that's saying a lot it might be my favorite Pokemon game ever. I I have not played Pokemon years, no. to be honest. And I've, <laughs> I played like, Pokemon Go. i played Pokemon Eevee. And all of these games now, they're bringing together so you can link all the past Pokemon mm. and bring into your newest game. <laughs> Damn, that's and now it's all about tight. battling. So I can have like my 600 Pokemon I've caught over the last five years and I can battle kids from Japan. It's awesome. Damn. Uh, <laughs> the last one I played was the really old one, like the 2D. Not the super, mm-hmm. super old, but like the Sapphire Word. world or whatever. So, Sword and Shield are literally like it's the old the first world like the red green or red blue yellow worlds but they're all 3d but they okay. only have one dimensional perspective so you follow along with them in a side squirrel but everything's 3d it's really trippy it feels like pokemon but it feels like the grown-up version and everybody mm-hmm. playing has to be adults it's way too hard for kids <laughs> like some of the stuff that's going on and people come out with their pokemon it's like how many hours did you play this you're level like 700 and something <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's the thing it's like it's not even impressive to like put in that many hours in a video game anymore it's just like <laughs> well there's too many you, you yeah yeah there's too much shit that's kind of where i've been with the video games is like and now especially i have game pack I, so i have an xbox so i have xbox unlimited or whatever the, mm, the, the one you can play by pass or whatever yep the pass they also just incorporated ea games into that so you get all the ea games for free but that's created a new like habit for me where I play a game for two weeks and I delete it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm not even yeah. like getting in depth in these games. It's like after like two weeks of shooting the same things, like I'm done. New game, download. You know what I mean? When it doesn't cost sixty bucks. Yeah, it's yeah, like, I it's feel a the weird same new way. Habit. It's more addicting. Yeah, be careful. Mm-hmm. You guys like RPGs? It's a time-consuming new habit. I love yeah. every type of game if it's done well. Mm. I, I've been getting into uh, the Outer Worlds. That's a cool one. That one is, uh, it's fucking tight. I, the, I play the other one that's, uh, what's that? What's that called? It's, it's less realistic. Never mind. I don't remember the name of it. <laughs> but it's unlimited worlds. They have like nine trillion worlds. You get spaceships. Oh, oh No Man's Sky? No Man's Sky. <laughs> so. The update to that game made it phenomenal. That's what, and that's what I heard. It um, should have just been released as the updated full game, finally. Like, mm. worth playing. There's, like, a story mode. You can finally figure out how to unlock things. The prior game, I felt like I was, like, locked into certain, like, like how do I yeah, get to the next step? Yeah. 
Well, that's how I felt about Cyberpunk. Yep. Like, I feel like I'm... I know they had the update, and people have said better things about it, but I still feel like I got wait a little bit if I want to even try to play that game, but... <clears throat> that's how even, like, uh, GTA was and stuff. Mm. games take time. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, but um, I guess, how do you feel about, like... Because that's kind of the thing that's kind of scammy to me, is, like, they have the $60 price value, but they're putting out an unfinished product. I think they should change it. I think they should announce that this is, like... So instead of beta, we're in Charlie, and you can buy it. It's going to cost you, if anything, the same cost or more, but also when it comes out full version, you get all this cool DLC, and you're mm. a premier member. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that, so that way they can bridge that financial gap. Mm. If all of a sudden they had a huge income, because like, I'd buy GTA 6 six months early, even if it's a little bit glitchy. Like mm. If you told me that, and I still got it, and then when it came out, I got the two coolest, newest cars, fuck yeah, sign me up. Yeah, do it more it's, like a program. It's the honesty. You just gotta be honest. People don't mind like shitty shit if you tell them like this is the cheap version. Or you don't okay. say it'll come out this day, and right. then you're forced to like release an unfinished product. If you're just yeah. honest yeah. about it, I think it'll work out and better. Make make it feel special. You get something later. This is Charlie. Support support your <laughs> yeah. favorite game by buying it early. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. make it make it up to you. Uh, unfortunately, this is America, so <laughs> capitalism. And our version of capitalism is fucked up. It yeah, yeah. Doesn't make sense to me at all. It, and you know, it's interesting. We have because I think normally I I prefer I I promote capitalism in its truest form and promote free market in its truest form. Yep. But there's definitely something to be said. We've we're seeing like kind of like you said, like the tail end. Like there's it's it, we're seeing dynasty. the negative aspects of capitalism yep. when it gets out of control. I call this a dynasty. We're living in a dynasty. Dynasty. Uh, capitalistic society it's a, mm. a select people group of people who are winning are carrying this pyramid up so yes we're growing but you're the one winning you know what i mean in such yeah. a substantial way where like i believe in i believe economics has to exist we have to exchange money exchange energy somehow but i believe in chaotic economics mm. i don't believe that the government should ever set a price i don't believe that we should ever incentivize i don't think we should ever de-incentivize i don't I don't think we should reimburse people for bad decisions <laughs> like yeah true true chaotic economics um, I, I agree. Uh, there's a there's a podcaster that I listen to. His name's Eric Weinstein. He had a really good analogy for it. It's like it's like a grandpa with the bicycle, and like you know how like you would pass the bicycle down the family generation, and like the grandpa's just riding the bicycle, and the toddler the toddler the kid like it's his turn again. He's just not fucking letting him have it. And he's just still riding that bicycle. Yep. That's that's really what's happening right now. Like these these old grandpas are just like holding on to all this fucking money for like mm-hmm. whatever their complexes or are or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Everybody we've met in our life, 99.9% of the people in America have less than 1% of the overall wealth. So even even the older generations are much wealthier than us. They're going to retire with a million, two million dollars in their account, and they're going to be withdrawing that until they die, and they don't have to work. We don't even like we don't have futures like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's not happening for us. That's the dissidents. But the reason that's happening isn't because of them. It's a it's literally 0.01% of the wealthiest people in our entire country have all the money they have 99.99 percent of the wealth mm. and these aren't exaggerated numbers you know what i mean like for every penny we have to share amongst all of us everybody we've ever met like a thousand to ten thousand people hold all the other 99 cents and that just blows my mind that's and there's eat the rich <laughs> eat, yeah, eat, eat the rich feed the poor is my new slogan yeah eat no they're the, rich. the you the stat i just read was you could make 
you could take all the money of all the people who are billionaire and plus and make them all still billionaires, take all of that, and you can solve world hunger 20 times over. Mm, I have heard that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's how disproportionate the amount of money in one pool is. And so, like, yeah, we're going to be... And, like, they're going to make this worse amongst us. We're going to be all fighting amongst each other. But it's because... So, prior to Trump, we shared... 3.2% of the wealth amongst 99.9% of the people, around 3.2% of the wealth. So yes, the economy is doing better now and it shows its growth, but what happened was that 3.2 is now beneath 1%. It's the lowest mm. in recorded history of any civilization ever. That's interesting. So, I, that. I think in future time, that's what Trump will be known most for, is the transference of wealth. Mm. We're now beneath 1% shared amongst all of us. And I think one of the next stages we'll go into is really feeling that effect. And even somebody who has... Even if you're making hundred thousand dollars a year, that ain't shit. That's mm. that's not real money. I'm sorry to say it, but you can't buy what you want yet. There's people over here that have so much money that a hundred thousand dollars is a stub to toe. You know what I mean? Like they don't care. It's just is it they have so much money it's impossible to even make an analogy to the disproportionate. Mm. Yeah, of it. The, and the thing that I don't like is that it's impossible to earn that much money. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like there's nothing that a person can can do that would be or worth care enough or right. try hard enough. I don't believe anybody I ever know will ever be right. That, that has yeah. to be handed down. That has to be unfairly yeah. won. That has to be you know. There's no way a person can do that. Yeah, it's like it's like a result of like putting this market value at like this exorbitant mm-hmm. rate, and you know people actually buying it and giving into it. Like that's that seems to be how the people make the money. And they've like have that. they have created. So it used to be that people believed that there was a social responsibility of the wealthy. And that put social peer pressure on the wealthy to help take care of things. And that's really what got mm. us through a big, big part of like World War One, World War Two. The wealthy invigorated our economy. They built the right machines. They built things not just for money to, to make us a better country, right? Mm. They That has switched, especially like Reagan's time. That era has switched. And now they dictate what it is that we feel We're allowed about to it. have, yeah. Well... And even more so, like, that we don't feel that they have a a duty to help us. You know what I mean? It's for so long, like, if you get rich, good for you. You know what I mean? Like, they, yeah, they've switched yeah. this on this. They've they turned the tail, per se. Mm, you know what I mean? Mm. And made it work against us, so we believe something that helps them. And it's created a farther distance. That's part of what I saw with, like, the stock trade and how we, like, came together on that. If we can start realizing that about these other pieces and we can come together in those ways, that raw belief could change everything. If we believe that they have that and everybody feels that way and starting to get mad about that, that's going to change something. You know what I mean? Like anybody that's in that pool is going to be like, are they really going to eat me? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, right. (laughs) The entire Reddit community understands what's happening. We understand the pressure we're applying, but do they? (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's true. That that could evolve. We'll Hmm. see. So talking about like this, you know, we're going to see the effects of this. Do you think there's going to be continued civil unrest and that's all going to get worse or what? Like, I guess, what do you mean by that exactly? I don't think it's, I think the civil unrest will come and go. I think it will okay. come more and more abruptly as it happens in the future. It's, it's like a pendulum. And as we swing away, we'll hit it again and again. Right. And it gets harder and faster. But I, I think we're going to digress into more of a judgmental zone. People mm. are isolated alone. They feel vulnerable everybody's not making enough our baseline judgment is too low all of these things amplified plus like the seasonal depression the general depression mm. going all of these amplified i think or i think we're gonna people are gonna be unhappy until it's fixed well and they're, they're separating 
they're separated in ways like, and it's, it's already happened, like Facebook, right? So I'm one of the few people I know when I get on Facebook, I can see the full political spectrum. I have friends posting this stuff like way right to like JC. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, and, but everybody else I know, they post statuses and like, I get it. I get it. This is your personal feed. But like, if you don't believe in abortion, tell me now so I can delete you. But the, what does that do to our like social sphere? Mm. You know what I mean? And the other side's doing it too. If you believe in abortion and want to be a baby killer, I'm deleting you right now. Let me know. <laughs> but that, that's creating such a diversity in our social spheres. And we're already like living that. I think that's going to have bigger repercussions, repercussions than any economic thing first. I think yeah. we're going to live through that. Mm-hmm. I think Social issues. Yep. Social issues. We're going to have to pack down racism again. And like, yeah. I think things like, like us being explained as children that all colors the same. We don't see color. We're going to have to, like, you don't get to solve a knife wound without pulling the knife out first. Mm-hmm. And I think we're feeling the effect of just being like, you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. <laughs> like, right. we I'm as not a, doing anything. We as a society are going to have to, like, pull out this knife and be like, no, you can see color and you're being judgmental. You know what I mean? Like, we got to, like, work backwards mm-hmm. through some of those things. Mm-hmm. And, and kindness. Yeah. yeah. Kindness is really important. You know, there's, and there's, there's a way to disagree with people and discuss where mm, you can exactly, where you can exactly. find the thing that's important to the other person and mm-hmm. you can like cross that that gap you but understand. i find that a yeah. lot on on facebook is a lot of really you can't say that to me or <laughs> i don't know you know i don't agree with that, oh, you know? that that's evolved <laughs> the the attitudes online evolved and we've all matured together from like msn days to myspace mm. days to facebook days to like mid facebook days to like now facebook days like we've all been through these stages I do what she's saying to that point. I do think we are coming to a point where the leaders in the group are even phrasing their wordings different to not incentivize mm-hmm. explicit emotions. And like, fuck Facebook on another note, but seriously, fuck them. When they emphasize commentary, that they wanted comment threads below it so they could have more discussion. Like, all that does is make it so when it's a breakup post and everybody says, I'm sorry, now everybody sees the fucking breakup post. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make sense at all. It has nothing to do with substance or quality or value or resourcefulness or any, like, decent human virtue. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, no, Facebook's Facebook's algorithm is also based on the amount of reacts and the type of yes the The conflict Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. conflict it breeds conflict Mm -hmm. it literally incentivizes it because that's how you feed it and so the people who are doing that often are now leading in facebook because they're constantly (laughs) throwing threads about things that people want to argue about Mm -hmm. yeah yeah true and that that created a, a, a a definition inside of people's heads that i haven't felt before you know what i mean like they knew what they knew even more so than before covid Mm, yeah yeah everybody's an expert in everything now yeah uh armchair expert that gets caused caused by divisiveness if you understand you don't know and you're willing to listen you're just like oh okay i hadn't heard that before right and that's that's how everybody should feel most of the time it's like this constant exchange of what you have heard and what you don't know yeah wanting to seek information and like learn and Mm -hmm. understand things not just be like fuck you you're wrong the only yeah. reason you should push a button Your is to get something back. Yeah, yeah, yeah true, true. Um, <laughs> I actually, um, like in the last month, I handed my Facebook controls over to Molly because like, I couldn't handle it anymore. Okay. Thankfully, I made the smart, uh, the timely decision to do it right before the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Thank fucking God, man. Holy shit. Uh, I can't imagine what kind of cesspool that site is uh, right mm-hmm. now after that. 
Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> and it makes me even more sad because like all all the artists and stuff that my feeds are usually full of aren't doing anything because of COVID. So like yeah. it's even more amplified. Yeah, true, true. I can't like go look at like Washi Fire or Diplo or anybody like doing cool stuff. Like it's just not there. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's sucks. all unrest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's divisiveness like in that community too. Like you, like I hear about that from people, local people. Is like even those communities are getting you know, infected with the whole political, you know, how they feel about COVID or, you know, capital or mm-hmm. election or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the cancel culture is loud and proud. It's, yeah. It's yeah, in, yeah. It's incredulous to an extent. I understand when you disagree with stuff, but I do think that things need longer time than immediate decisions. Who's the, who's mm-hmm. the big lady from the Mandalorian? Remember? Mm-hmm. She's getting, they're talking about kicking her off the show because she's an character. anti-masker. Well, she's, she's loud getting... and proud about it on Twitter, and a lot of yeah. people who are watching Star Wars right now have the opinion that they don't like that. So mm. yeah, yeah. But, but in five years, how's anybody gonna kill, feel about it? You know what I mean? Like that—that that just blows my mind. Because I—I I remember, like, I do remember, like, let's say, like Bush got elected, and how proud everybody was of him. Those same people three years later had a whole different feeling, and nothing was ever like done or said. Apologies, no remorse. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You can just do wrong, happen. and you just kind of just keep going. Yeah, <laughs> and it goes in the opposite. Like right now, COVID's happening. Maybe we're not supposed to do anything, but Lime Lounge is open every fucking night, without mask, with two hundred people in there. Nobody mm-hmm. will remember. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just like yeah, this, like both yeah. sides of the corner. Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. What do you? So where do you guys think we're gonna? Do you think? Do you think this whole thing? You, well, you were kind of saying that it kills it, but do you think like the effects of COVID are always gonna be there? in a sense or do you think we're ever going to move on I think, or? I think this is a better form of terrorism for the the propaganda machines that, that are our governance at this point mm. I think that they have manipulated the situation to create a new form of fear that we can't even like, fucking see yeah yeah it's literally <laughs> online you know yeah, yeah. or in the air that or, you might be breathing <laughs> out that your child might have brought home from school in his lungs you know what i mean like oh my god you might be asymptomatic you might yeah. spread it for weeks two of three people will, won't know but i i and so i think the damage has been done i think yeah i think right now we're at the point when yeah. the buildings have just fallen I think we're past the building. This is like 9-11. The buildings have hit the ground at this point. Yeah, all the firefighters are here. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I think things are in a fix-it mode. You can't fix 9-11, right? <laughs> you like, take it out and like solve it. Rip. But like mm-hmm. we are forever changed. I think there will be actions going forward that were based off this. I I believe the world is a giant stage. And I'm not a QAnon. I'm not, I'm not an extremist. I don't. don't practice we're just any of those. normal people. But yeah, I, exactly. I, the stuff I see... Ish. All, all the yelling from the sides and like the the practices that are happening, I, I blame people like the WHO. I blame people like Bill Gates. I don't trust them. I would like them to answer to some kind of world court in an open discussion about what they're planning and why they're doing it and why they have so many of these pieces in their mm-hmm. hands and ready to play. I don't p- trust people like Fuji. Like I just the 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 amount of information the key people that have made key decisions have let out. And like when this first happened, the Bill Gates and that lady thing, and him withdrawing all that information and not answering anything about it. Yeah, like, Google. Just like I Google. don't want to believe you're like weird devil people that I don't even understand. But like, what the fuck are you doing then? Why would you lie and hide this? 
You know what I mean? Like, just tell yeah, me. Yeah, before she went down, they were really propping her up. That the they made the a whole devilist lady or whatever the, the devil artist lady. The she, the one that was with like Jay Z and Kanye. That, that oh, it was in the beginning. Okay, anyways, it was in the beginning. But they released this new 3D thing that you could put on, and it was like her teaching you everything from them. It was it was the very first 3D experience that was sold through Tiffany's auction house. That's what so it was. So it was the very first like piece of 3D art that mm-hmm. has been sold that only the only the user or the owner can like experience this 3D piece. And the lady that they let do this first ever beautiful brand new piece of technology is a practicing satanic priest that has been known to practice She's the one who does all the cannibalist and parties and stuff. Like the, the famous oh. celebrity party where they ate out of fake human bodies. That was her mm-hmm. creation and idea and put together. Right. Why would you God damn, I didn't hear about that. You, you can't find that, that video this anymore. Popping off. And then as soon Marina as it started shredding, it all disappeared from the web. You can't find it. Mm-hmm. Or like so Reddit and QAnon existed before 2017. Yeah, this is our most start, recent with, one. With like 4chan. Way back when, 4chan. Way back before it was 8chan and everything. 4chan had a QAnon yeah. and it was of the of the anons, it was within the top 3. There was like 7 or 8 anon sources. It was within the top 3, not always viable. It died because of some lots of misinformation. 4chan pushed it away. You can't find any of that information. If you Google 4chan, if you Google QAnon... It's a, it says it's that it deleted. started in 2017. It's deleted, and mainstream media has rewritten its story. Like, it, I was literally in my bathroom almost in tears, like, am I going fucking crazy? Like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not, like, out here. I had to call Chris, and I was like, we did this, right? You were there with me on the computer. He's like, yeah, no, it was, it was mm-hmm. there in 2012. I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But like, damn. it's just I don't know. You know what I mean? My questions make me not trust it. That's that's where I'm at on it. Yeah, there are no there are no clear answers. Mm-mm. And why are we scared of a, a virus now? Like, in our lifetime, we've had Ebola here, which like I read a book about when I was in middle school, and like that thing literally goes inside your body and it melts your organs from the insides and you bleed them out every orifice and every ounce of you is contagious to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Or the we Zika had that, virus. We had that in the United States. There's over 100 people infected. We didn't shut down anything. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that, that, Or like when AIDS got here in the 90s. Mm. How, how did we respond? We the didn't shut down anything. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. You know what I mean? Like if this is how you respond to a virus, why haven't we ever done it before? And are we going to do this for every virus again? And like yeah. it keeps, it keep, the strains keep changing. There's and new the, strains. Like yeah, they got the long? new one, South Carolina, I read, you know. There's like four <laughs> new ones. But I've also seen disease research where like they show how fast it is for a common any kind of COVID strand to manipulate through so many people. And this is right on par with everything else. Mm-hmm. Like the disease manipulation, there's like already been like 50, 60 strands of COVID virus in the last year. Mm-hmm. That's, that's common with this kind of infection rate is what it was sh- showing in that graph. Yeah. So like, I, I do try taking information from all sources. I try not making judgments. I know I have no fucking clue. I, yeah. yeah, I just try staying open enough and safe enough that I can hear. I'm just following does. the rules and listening for what sounds right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the whole thing is really, you know, you talk about AIDS. There's actually we were watching the movie Dallas Buyers Club, mm-hmm. and there I I find a lot of correlation in how they, you know, what was it at Aztec? What was the fucking thing that they had in, <laughs> in that movie? Do you remember the the medication they were giving the people with AIDS? That was that, that was fu- super intense one. That was the one that was killing them. Yeah, yeah it was basically killing them. Yeah, I don't remember what it's I called, but I know what, what you're was. talking about. Um, it was like worse than a cancer drug. Anyways, <laughs> um, 
but like I feel I find a lot of correlation in like how they knew that that shit was hurting people, but they still capitalized on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. to me, it just seems too familiar to what could possibly be happening right especially now. Especially when this. you start, we have time now, and like we we've looked back at who made what decision and why and where money went and who was making influence. If like I've done, I was in uh, what's it called, gender studies. Ah, there you go. A Z T. I was in yeah. a gender study class that briefly like showed this because they were talking about the disparity disparage, of like how like especially like it was viewed as a gay disease. Yeah, the gay mm-hmm. people were doing this, so that's part of the reason it was stigmatized so hard. But like how that stigmatized was profited and decided upon, and things like this drug were chosen because of the stigmas that they they perpetrated. You know what I mean? This is. Yeah, unbelievable. And I do agree. I think I think the same thing's happening now. I think it might be a little more politicized. Mm, I yes. Think that, I think our old Definitely. government was ran by good old boys who were connected to like wealth sources, where now it's more ran off attention. We during during Bush Jr. we ran the Patriot Act too and we ran Citizens United, which between the two of them allowed corporations to be as valuable as a human being. They are humans, they're a living entity now, and they have every right we as citizens do, if not more. And they have unlimited, uh, there's no donation capital limits. They can donate to whatever pact, no matter how secret, unlimited amounts. That all happened 2008 to 2011. So I don't think the same power structures there. I think they influence a lot now. So I think this mm-hmm. was even decided outside our, our governance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like the, the deep state. You know, I- <laughs> deep, deep state, but less coordinated. I do believe, I do believe there's elite people making mad decisions if with the amount of money they have like if i had a thousand dollars every one of my friends around me could make money with something i wanted them to do mm-hmm. and if you think you had like that much money everybody that's like how far that money could filter down you know what i mean that you you would have unreal effects in people's lives mm-hmm. so if you made a decision like I i'm going to support black lives matter or it, i'm gonna you, you could, could do it on a money. scale that us couldn't fa- fathom mm-hmm. the, the, mm-hmm. the money disparity it's like you remember when they at school they told you to count to a billion like we can't fathom how far that is. Our minds just can't yeah. like stretch that out into like a fair space to give us comprehension. Mm, mm, and we're, yeah. we're we're well beyond billions in most of these people's hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. the, the the dead and the, yeah trillions. Uh, it's just gonna yeah. It's the whole I feel like the whole thing's just gonna kind of expand. Yeah, we'll we'll <laughs> see. I just we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I've been watching Marvel or watched a Marvel series front to back. Have you ever done? No, no. Oh, you no. need to. The cinematic universe, they, they tell a whole story now, and when you watch the movies, there's actually other movies happening through the movies. And then they have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is like the protective agency that's happening during all this, which is a TV show. So you can watch them all simultaneously. You can like find them on order on, on the internet. But it's just like Star Wars. As I'm watching this, I'm like, are you fucking telling me something? Because <laughs> like, like things like Hydra and everything and like the symbols being used and stuff, it's like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Another one that blew my mind was Space Force. Did you ever watch that on Netflix? No. no. Nobody did. But now that it's like actual Space Force, they're using like the same mm-hmm. badge. Space Force Guardians. They're just using the same Guardians name and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, did you copy the movie or did the movie know? <laughs> yeah, did the, was the, the, the movie? The the egg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn. Hey, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to suggest, well, not suggest. We're going to take a quick, another quick Western rest room break. Heck yeah. Just drinking all this water. Um, we'll be right back and we'll, oh yeah, we'll continue. Yeah. All right. We are back, everybody. Uh, here with Seth and JC. <laughs> Hi. After another bathroom break. Um, I'm, so you guys, so we were kind of talking about this before we started, I think, 
I know you performed at the Halloween show mm-hmm. this last year. I think it was pa- Pac-Man, Lolo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they, you know everybody knows they've been on your podcast several times. I'm glad, you know, I'm really glad to have gotten to know like all the the group and the connections with all that going on. Good, you guys are uh, you guys are a cool crowd for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, you did that, and you also did the recent live stream with uh, Lolo and G7. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. do you guys have anything else planned in terms of performance? Uh, what are you guys' uh, outlooks on that for this year? Well. Seth did release his mixology last year. Um, mm, so there's, great. you know, there's a lot of stuff that he has out now that he mixed, but and in ha- the future. I have videos and stuff that I haven't released. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was releasing mid COVID and just got, it wasn't doing it. So I'm sitting on like 12 hour long video mixes that I'm about oh, to wow. push out. Mm-hmm. Damn, mm-hmm. damn. That's but I think, I think in the future, one of the things I'm doing right now is I'm looking for a place to move us and I'm looking for a place to open a venue. Mm-hmm. As far as other venues and stuff, everybody's either shutting down or they're waiting for whenever this is over. So it's almost impossible to book anywhere. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> making music. <laughs> making and music yeah. right now. I I don't I don't have any bookings for like the first time in my last five six years. I don't have nothing on my schedule. Mm-hmm. Just the workout classes. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. It gives you a reason to keep, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Do you think, like, an outdoor market will come out of this, though? Like, do you think you will have those opportunities, maybe? I think, if this was my guess, I think already corporatization was here, and there was a lot of middlemaning already happening, and I think this is going to get a whole lot worse. I think mm-hmm. this broke everybody that was just making it work. Either you weren't affording to make it work and you can keep on not affording to make it work and like you have that chance, but there's all these people that were just starting to, those people are going to take the biggest hit. And then above that's all corporatiza- corporatization and people running national tours, national circuits, and those are the most expensive. Buying a DJ or an artist is getting more expensive. And I think it Because you be have to pay expensive. them extra to go out in the world. Well, and even after COVID, everybody's going to be out, but I, I bet you market's going to be up. But yeah, I things are gonna be different when it opens up. That's for sure. Even like here, five one five was just sold to a national corporatization. corporatization oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Nobody in Des Moines owns it. Oh mm-hmm. damn. Yep. Um, Jordan Malin, do you know him? I sure I, do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we just did. Uh, He's uh, my ex boyfriend. <laughs> and we did GDP with them. We designed all the GDP flyers and the stage backdrop. And we did Hi, the Jordan. After party. Hey, Jordan. <laughs> Hi, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Don't yeah. Worry. God, I was just telling my fucking friend yesterday. I was over at his place. Like all these motherfuckers know each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all, we're we didn't from mean Ames. To. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're all really from Ames. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's even weird. There's a few schools: <laughs> Valley, Ballard, and uh, Oskaloosa. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that where Blythe's from? And all them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. Oski. Like yeah, those yeah. schools have put a lot of artists in the city. That's the yeah, no, mm. that's the younger crowd. Cedar Rapids and like Cedar Rapids, Northern Iowa scene. was more of like the early two thousands crowd that moved mm. to um, Ames, and then they were either if you lived in Ames, you were either a dirty hippie or a <laughs> hipster hippie. You were either a hippie or a hipster. Uh. Seth was definitely on the hipster side, and I was definitely on the dirty hippie side. So we have all shout different. Shout out Kinky Cairo. Yeah, shout out Troy. Hey, what's up? Um, Phil Young, hi. Yep. Haven't seen you in a few years. 
Um, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Just lots of lots of old friends, good connections. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess anyway, the reason I mentioned him is he plays a huge part in that. Uh, the like the Des Moines Coalition, the whole thing of five on five. So mm-hmm. I'm surprised that. Uh, well, well they, they, do GD, they do GDP. They do GDP. And they, they have a lot to do with uh, the other one that's downtown. Uh, 8035. Mm-hmm, no. like the oh, I got those mixed up. They're okay. like they're one of the yeah. lead resource teams. They help with like personnel and help them find the advertising space. And stuff okay, like that. They okay. don't actually put it on. That's put on by Sam Sutherland. I see. I see. 8035 okay. was brought to big by Dan Green and Raj. And then last year, two years ago now? Last year. They sold it off. Oh, two years, yeah. They own Five on Five Alive Presents. Mm. So you'll see parties by Eclipse Entertainment, Five on Five Alive Presents. But that's not Five on Five Alive. Five on Five Alive and the whole lineup will be decided by... Somebody else now. A corporation, I think, in California. Hmm. <sighs> that's interesting because... Well, if I it see gets two too si- big, somebody needs to make money off of it. Yeah, because you know? I, I, I see two sides in the sense where it sucks that that's being sold to a corporation, but at the same time, it could potentially bring music to Iowa. Hmm. Do you think uh, so? Maybe not. No, nope. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> nope, very sad about it. My favorite part of the undergrounds, I'm, I'm anti-current capitalism to a core, and things yeah. like the music market are some of the sickest industries. That is that's a good and point. And the last thing yeah, I want true. is the music market deciding who's cool and should be being played on my Spotify or something. That's a good point. Yeah, that's so, true. So I feel it's a total yeah. sellout, and I'm very bitter about it, but I'm happy they get to drive their cars and have houses and yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, I know they make money. Mm-hmm. That's the but, fickle bitch, right? Yep. And I think I think because of it, it's going to outgrow itself. I think I think I was too authentic. I think we'll yeah. recreate something inside of town Field that trip. feels right. Field trip. Field trip was great. Field trip. It's it's just going to burble up again. So, like 515, I remember 10 years ago and started partying on the bridges in downtown mm-hmm. Des Moines. Um, Field, 515 was magical on, at yeah, the beginning. on the library mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's still magical. It's mm-hmm. just not that. Right. It's not mm-hmm. the block party that it started as. Yep. So I, th- I I do believe, and I have heard a lot of rumor of other things starting to grow in the. Yeah, the, it's fun leads. to be there when things are new and starting. And you there's know. three clubs opening up in Des Moines already right now, like nightclubs playing like EDMish music. But, but yeah, who's who's gonna go right now? Well, yeah. I'm saying they're being built. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it's it, I'm just saying, <clears throat> I think something. I think I think it'll change. I think it'll grow. I think the number of people that we still have Cosmic Dan Green runs Cosmic still Cosmic Kingdom hmm. that's, uh, that's red as hell mm-hmm. it's it, it's in the woods at Sleepy Hollow oh uh, okay mm-hmm. okay and then like the medieval stage is like the main yeah. stage they have sword <laughs> fights <laughs> and stuff yeah they're in full metal it is really cool it is super cool mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I do think like eventually people are just gonna kind of get fed up with all the COVID shit and just start going out regardless it's already happening mm-hmm. yeah already. I was just in Ames and I Every store I went to, like the gas station and stuff, they were telling me why I shouldn't be wearing a mask. I was like, well, the far left's coming in. <laughs> like, damn. I was like, I thought I was doing the responsible thing. Yeah, how's the town? Yeah, no, but I, I, think, I do think that's already coming. I think people, and it's, like I said, as soon as it gets warm. Mm, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I, I, I really, I, you know, I hope it's positive. Yeah. You know. Reddit needs to do it. Well, Reddit say no mask. Well, so, <laughs> but we did we did have field trip this year. Yeah. And not from what I know, nobody came back sick from field trip. The only bad bad management party thing was Halloween. 
Halloween, a shit ton of people got sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tons no, of people got no sick. No social restraints shown. Nobody was taking temperatures. Nobody said anything about masks. There's people coming on stage and stuff when they weren't supposed to. It got it got fucking everywhere. It was madness. Mm-hmm. We got Damn. sick. All of our friends. Got I was kind of wondering about that because I know Lolo got sick. Yeah, yeah. Lolo no. was very loud that, about being sick. After yeah, that Halloween. was one of my least Sorry, favorite Lolo. shows I've ever done. But I love I love the gang. I had mm-hmm. G7, Pac-Man, and Lolo. Like that was yeah. hella fun, mm-hmm. and I, I knew we needed the show. Like you know what I mean? We hadn't had anything in months. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. next year, going forward, we're gonna I'm, make it good. We're gonna start throwing Halloween parties. Yeah. We're gonna throw a New Year's party. We're gonna we love New Year's throw parties. Throw a Fourth of July party. We're we gonna love New Year's parties. This this city needs some real big parties on those holidays. We need I'm friendships the, yeah. and stuff. I'm tired of the bars packing out or like people mm. being able to say this is the biggest party in Des Moines when there's a hundred people there and ten balloons fall from the ceiling, like or don't fall. And a twenty. <laughs> or don't fall. I'm I'm excited <laughs> to take it to another level. Shout out Blythe. I'm sure you've had mm. yeah. one here. We yeah. love Austin Blythe and Haley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stutterbox. Yeah, there are yeah. Hustle pulled and Stutterbox. Or... He does all the promoting and all the show management and the show building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he w- lets me design whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would uh, I would love to have him back on. He's a, he's an interesting character for sure. And, you know, everything he's done, you know, with Stutterbox and all that is really impressive. It is. I really like Austin. Um, you know, he's motivated. Mm-hmm. He's self-motivated. He's entrepreneurial. Um, but also, you know, um, he's also taking it upon himself to go back to school and he's, he's really serious about like wanting to like do it right, you know, Mm. and he's, he's not just like a a promoter. (laughs) He's, he's like a guy that like is interested in like knowing the business of how to be Mm. the best at what he's doing. I really like how for me it's he his, pushes. his fairness and his givingness he does those two better than anybody i've ever met he's more equal in the fairness whatever that is than anybody else have. like his judgment mm-hmm. of like non-emotional mm-hmm. judgment. sharing yep. mm-hmm. and his giving is top notch he's very timely on it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's trusting mm-hmm. yep. i hope you watches that moment mm-hmm. yeah well we, that's cool um and you know the, the whole thing with the you know those two shows is you know one was indoors and one was outdoors you mm-hmm. know that's a huge difference uh and timing yeah, peak flu season indoors. Mm. You're like October 31st, Halloween. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and honestly, it was a different level of human respect at the two shows. Mm-hmm. Field trip mm. had like I. It's like like church camp level respect for human. Mm. Like, Everybody's there to hold hands and, and they'd put play their mask on and be like, can, and they'd be like, I'm not worried about masks, and they'd take it down. You know what I mean? Like, there's mm. just like this general like. Who are you? How I are care you about what you are thinking and People how you feel about me. People apart from each other. It was just, you know what I mean? It was a mm-hmm. pleasant discussion topic to go through right away. Mm-hmm. That I don't even feel like it was talked about. It was like disregarded at Halloween. That's the difference to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you pretend it's not even happening, so you're, everybody's on the rail rubbing sweaty bodies by each other. It's like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I have hope for I hope for all the outdoor stuff. I think. Me too. I think that's uh, that's as good as it's gonna get right now. I, I think, think I honestly. think indoor by midsummer, March. Hmm. That's my prediction. March. I think the grownups will start letting us back in. That's only like a month from now. March, April. Okay. <laughs> April. Well, I'm saying not maybe planning parties then, but like allowing us to get the parties part. Plat. <laughs> <laughs> parties planned. 
party's playing. <laughs> and because it takes a, a month, month and a half to get something rolled up, worthwhile, going between the artists and all the, the marketing pieces and getting the marketing out and getting people excited. and Venue and sold and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Ven- mm-hmm. Venue's a piece we're missing. In mm-hmm. this town, finding a venue. Like, and that's the most Woolies. expensive piece of it. <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? Especially now that uh, Vaudeville Muse is gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we need a new a new home base. 525 Bar just closed down, and that used to be the old House of Bricks. Some of the best shows of my life were in that place. Seth and I went to shows together in high school at House of Bricks. Do you ever go to House of Bricks? No? No, I don't get out much, man. <laughs> it was punk, punk band. It was like a there. punk band, brick walls. There was like a small stage. It was like this, like a foot off the ground. So you're like oh. right up with them. The guitar would swing over your head when they whip it around. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, everybody was hot and sweaty. Everything was just shit black. There was beer all over the floor. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was fucking it was great. Right as hell. Yeah. You couldn't wear good shoes, it was, it was awesome. the best venue I've ever been in Des Moines. Yeah, I loved House Back of Bricks. Then. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm saying overall. Word. I've I've been to so many good shows there, mm-hmm. and that was like the uh, emo yeah. emo days into emo <laughs> EDM days. You know what I mean? Yeah, Seth was into the screamo stuff. I was for sure. Mosh pits, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I also liked ska back in the day. A lot of ska bands came through there. Gross. Yeah, <laughs> gets me, man. Skanking and bopping into people. One of my best memories from high school with you, though, is going to that Angels and Airwaves show. That's good. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I got my hair done in a full hawk that day. Yeah. We, like, mohawked it and tipped it all blonde. We went to a concert together. Yeah. She bought me the shirt I wore. Mm-hmm. It was cool. But she wouldn't date That's me. Tight. We hmm. were just friends. We were just friends. Yeah. Yeah. She had a boyfriend. We can just, we can just cuddle and it's cool. It's fine. She's ruthless. Mm-hmm. I live with this every day. <laughs> it's so, fine. So I have to ask this. So, like, were you into him at all when you were, like, when you guys were, like, friends like that? Um. Okay, so... In high school, Seth was a ladies' man, you could say, and he was—he was the guy that would date girls from other schools. Ah, he was that—he was that guy. Yeah, definitely. Was. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like, like. I'm good at geography. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, Seth. So yeah, no, I was—I Seth and I have always gotten along. Haha, ha. yeah, best for last is what I always say. Um, yeah, no, so Seth and I have always gotten along, but I wasn't willing to, like, just be another girl, you know? So, yeah, no, we can be friends. Yeah, no, I really like you. You're a great guy, you know, but I don't want to, you know, be involved mm. in your whole game that you got going on. So we Wise. were just always friends, you know, but, yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah. Then it got cooler, and then she couldn't resist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took a, it took a long time. Uh, <laughs> that was my peak. <laughs> yeah. I'm good about timing. <laughs> Damn. This is the this is uh, I was giving Molly well Molly's giving me shit because I say this is the first time we've had a couple on the on the podcast besides her obviously but I mean yeah. it doesn't really count. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh this has been a hell of a fucking time guys yeah uh mm-hmm. we've been uh we've enjoyed some let me make sure i don't have any of the notes um vote for me every day until march 15th Please. for inked covergirl 2021 um you can find the link anywhere um on my facebook page i'm posting every day so yeah type please do it every day 
You that, could make me money. Please. And, and search us out on like House of Leopold. I'm Happy Snag on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm actual House of Leopold on Instagram and Facebook. We do constant creative stuff. And we try sharing the stuff that we work with other people on and stuff. So if you want to help other good people too, we try sharing those into our streams. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we try funneling all the good out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like positive interaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool. Molly, you'll have to log into my Facebook for me. And <laughs> Add them on Facebook. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. This has been a hell of a fucking time. I'm really glad uh, I could get your better half on here huh. and we could do this together. Um, I hope we do it again soon. Yeah, cool. Anytime. Great. All right. Peace out, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for listening to today's episode with Seth and JC Leopold, both a part of House of Leopold, their little company that um, they use to help people all around, all around the community, and it, very great, insightful episode indeed. Um, truly had a great time talking to these two people, and I hope to have them on again. Stay tuned next week. Um, I know I just got done singing the intro that we are going live every weekend. However, um, I'm doing a episode with David Lopez. He's actually located out of Chicago, so um, I'm cheating. I'm going outside my realm, um, outside the state, um, and doing a virtual Zoom podcast. So I just figured uh, with all the nuances and technology that it might be a better idea to just pre-record it and put it up so we're not having a bunch of technical difficulties live and freaking out and all that good bullshit so um hope you guys have all been enjoying the show and we'll see you next week all right peace out motherfuckers